dropping a 50 piece in college basketball is significantly harder than dropping a 50 piece in the WNBA, the NBA, or any international ball. Welcome to Her Sports Convo with Ashley Wilson. Hey y'all, welcome back. Crazy to see you here again. I hope you had a good week last week. I hope you have a good week this week. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. If you don't celebrate anything, happy having a few days off because the whole entire world follows a few traditions. And if you were at the Holiday of Live show on Friday, thanks for coming. It was so much fun. Shout out to CJ, Lee, and Sam for joining me. And if for some reason you missed it, you can still check it out on the Her Sports Convent main channel where, you know, it's saved for your good festivities. You know, if you're making some food for Christmas or something, wrapping presents, you can check it out and watch it while you're doing those things as well. But I say one of the, or used to be one of the most exciting times in the NBA season, definitely was NBA Christmas week, aside from personally All-Star weekend and then like the finals and the playoffs. But this year, I have no faith that it's probably going to be well because it's going to be a lot of people on, you know, hardship 10-day contracts and anyone else they can find on the streets of their cities because the outbreak is outbreaking in the outback, baby. It is a hot mess in the NBA and it kind of almost also makes me excited to watch NBA Christmas Day games because I'm like, literally anything could happen because who knows is going to show up. Who knows who's going to be there? But it also kind of seems like on the other hand, the people that are coming out of the protocols, they're like losing their minds after DeMar DeRozan had an amazing game on Monday. Or was that Sunday? Either one. He had an amazing game against the Lakers this week. And, you know, he was in the protocols. But now it seems like a lot of people are, you know, going through it and coming back. I do think in the NBA... They're definitely going to make it through Christmas as you're watching this two days before Christmas or it's going to like figure itself out or they're going to like take a pause after Christmas because they just can't give up this Christmas money. Like it's too much of a staple in the NBA Christmas in the, you know, effects of the budget when it comes to the NBA. I also dropped a why does the NBA um, play on Christmas video this week on that main channel so you can go check that out as well you know just double tap and hang out there for about two hours this week you'll have a good time you'll have a great time but I I'm giving a strong G League showcase feel of how NBA Christmas is going to go this year and no offense to the G Leaguers love them they're doing great they're amazing sweetie but that's not what I really sign up for when it comes to NBA Christmas you know but I mean I'm gonna watch you're probably gonna watch we have a lot of things to dive into on Christmas because you got the NFL and the NBA unfortunately the college children don't play but they've been appetizing our palates for the past few weeks by themselves so I guess they can you know take a little time off and you know speaking of the college children I have mentioned this once and I'll mention it again you need to be watching the college women's basketball you can watch the college men's basketball as well but you really need to be watching the Columbus women's basketball because every week something crazy happens. For example, this week, South Carolina almost lost twice. But what they do, they pulled it together in the fourth quarter and ran away with the game. As well as everybody else under South Carolina in the top 25 
also loses, but they don't come back and pull it together in the fourth quarter. And it's insane. Not necessarily buzzer beaters, but back and forth games. And then like one big thing happens and it goes off. For an example, Louisville beat UConn. Now, yes, it's not the UConn team that uh, Gino and friends signed up for this year as they're missing Paige Beckers and they're missing um, Ari Fuzzy. I'm pretty sure that's Fuzzy. I'm pretty sure that's not how you say her name. But her first name is definitely Ari. And that's not what they signed up for. But they stuck in there a while before, you know, Louisville really got them at the end. And then you had Tennessee coming in against Stanford. Now, Tennessee didn't win, but it was at a really close game. Best thing I saw in women's college sports this week, doubles as well as the feel good moment of the week. Because Nia Cloudon, who plays for Michigan State's basketball team, she scored 50 points. 50 points. She dropped a 50B. And guess what? Her team still didn't win. They still lost to Florida Gulf Coast. And no offense to you know, Michigan State and the rest of the players on her team, but like 99% of the time when you drop a 50 piece, you're borderline entitled to win a game. Because dropping a 50 piece in college basketball is significantly harder than dropping a 50 piece in the WNBA, the NBA, or any international ball. Because as you know, if you watch college basketball, the refs call everything, especially charges. Like they take charges in college basketball, like you're going to the credit store, like you're going to the mall. Like they're like, swipe, a swipe, a swipe, a swipe. And so the fact that she managed to score 50 points, insane. Good for you, Nia. But I'm not saying your teammates let you down, but you scored 50 points and you still didn't win. So take that as you may against your teammates you know what I mean girl and so now the NFL you know decided it's gonna play every day of the week which you know I'm fine with but it can be a little bit much to keep up during the holiday season you know what I mean so I did watch the Patriots in the Colts game and obviously I'm not an avid you know AFC North I think they're in the AFC North um fan but you know it was a battle for like who's going to be at the top because you know it's really between the Patriots and the Bills right now and the biggest thing I learned from this game was that Jonathan Taylor deserves a little bit more attention like we don't give this man the attention he deserves because he's great he's a good running back like yes we know we don't live in the time where we you know have running back heavy schemes in the NFL but like this guy's doing it. Like, he's up there with Derrick Henry, who we know he didn't finish out the season. And I would say Ezekiel Elliott. But that hasn't really been that much of a thing this season. <laughs> you know, and I just feel like, you know, maybe he needs to be brought into the MVP conversation, maybe. You know, we're giving attention to, obviously, a race that's been heavy on, you know, your QBs and that's about it right yeah because you know Aaron Rodgers won it and then then Tom Brady won it the year before that so it's been a very QB heavy race since the start of time like most things because you know they always love the pretty boys but like Jonathan Taylor's really good and now I know you also could be thinking Ashley weren't you the exact same person who said they should give it to Justin Tucker yes I was that was me so (laughs) don't hold this against me but hear me out he's basically like in the yards of season for the first like 14 games with hall of famers hall of famers like your Emmett Smith those kind of people and he's having a great season 
honestly, I'm on board of throwing Micah Parsons up there at this point. Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. Because definitely they should obviously be, you know, Micah Parsons rookie of the year, 100%. That should be locked down. As well as him, Micah Parsons, and Trayvon Diggs, Patrick Sertan. They should all be in the running for defensive player of the year. Like, we're not giving enough attention to the people. As I've always said, defense never gets enough love in the game. They never get enough love. Everybody loves to see the high-flying offense, the 9,900-yard pass to the person in the back corner who catches it with one hand off their helmet on the tip that hit the goalpost and fell in their lap. Like, that's what we like to hear about. I have no problem with that. I love the drama as the same. But... Let's not forget about the other homies on the other side of the ball. I am a Tyler Huntley stan, and I hope every single other person is on the same train as I am because this guy comes out here on his second NFL start, who is the backup for Lamar Jackson. Like, Lamar Jackson, the always MVP candidate race person who everyone loves, but everyone kind of hates in, like, it's a lot to be in the shadows of Lamar Jackson. And every time he comes out here, he's almost getting the team to a win. But it comes down to like one player, one decision from the coaching staff, the offensive corner, something like that. As in his first start, he won the game. Um, last week, Lamar went out. You know, they got down to the end and the two-point touchdown situation controversy happened. And this week, the exact same thing happened. But personally, I think this week was better because they were – you know, down and borderline out for most of the second half. And then they finally, you know, got their bootstraps up together. And Tyler Hunter said, come on, y'all. I'm trying to get like a starting job this season or next season. So we got to figure this thing out. And he did it. And like I said, if you're not out here loving Tyler Huntley, and you can see that his teammates are like big Tyler Huntley stands as well, because they were celebrating him every time now again you could be saying you know he's the backup quarterback he's the guy that's in the job now they stand up for who they need to stand up for at the moment yes 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 but when you hear about them talking about him in the like post-game pressures or you know all that other kind of stuff it seems genuine you know everyone says oh yes I love the guy he puts the work for us he does what he needs to do the blah 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 but you just don't see that when they talk, it seems genuine. It comes across the camera as genuine. Now, if it's not genuine, these druggers need to get into acting because they're doing a fantastical job. But I definitely think that Tyler Huntley has done a great job this season. And he's definitely going to be getting a starting job or being traded and making a whole lot more money than he is now. And I'm happy for him. I think he's going to have a little, I don't want to say like a Teddy Bridgewater story because, you know, most people know that Teddy Bridgewater, he was starting in Minnesota and then his like leg decided to want to snap in half and then he went to the Saints and then he went to Baltimore and then he went to the Panthers and now he's in Denver having a great time. Now we know prayers up to Teddy Bridgewater as you know he got carted off the field this week but as we all know I have my conspiracy theories of backup quarterbacks. I feel like I can tell the ones who are, you know, supposed to be a backup quarterback, Mr. Andy Dalton, who hasn't got the message yet. Or you can tell the ones that are just haven't had their time yet. You know, it hasn't been their time. It hasn't been their place. 
And Tyler Huntley is getting his time and he's getting his place. Yes, it's at the sacrifice of Lamar Jackson and, you know, him being in protocols or having a bone bruise ankle situation. But he's making the best of his moment and he's literally borderline getting his team to win. He got them to win the first time. And I'm going to count these next two as a win for him as well because he's just doing amazing. And uh, we love Tyler Huntley over here at Hurst Wars Combo. Now, if, you know, you've been under a rock and you haven't seen the nine thousand and two million commercials for kurt warner's movie well you probably seen the commercial didn't know it was about kurt warner but the american underdog movie that's coming out on christmas day is the life story of kurt warner you know the arizona cardinals former quarterback and i just i just think that it's very interesting how all these football true story inspired movies are coming out right now because Personally, what I don't understand about this particular movie about Kurt Warner is that if you have to produce, direct, fund your entire movie, maybe there's a reason for that, sir. Maybe it's because nobody actually cares about your story and wants to know about it. Now, it may be a great story, maybe an inspiring story, but I feel like when it comes to life stories and all that good stuff, you have to have general interest for people to want to go see this movie especially when you're making a movie that costs a lot of money and like he had like some stars in the movie well I'm gonna say one star the one star I saw was the guy pretending to be his coach he was on Brazilian Alice he's been on a lot of other stuff and then the guy who plays Kurt Warner one looks absolutely nothing like Kurt Warner can we talk about that I feel like if you're gonna have a you know depiction of your life you should try to find somebody that looks similar to you like similar like this man doesn't even look similar to you he looks like he could play Kurt Warner's best friend in the Kurt Warner movie not necessarily Kurt Warner but hey nobody put me in charge of casting but they probably should have like again no offense to Kurt Warner I just don't understand where it came to let's make a true life about my life movie that literally no one asked for and we're gonna put it out on Christmas day I hope it does well I hope people watch his movie and I hope, you know, he doesn't spend all his money going down the drain. Now, when we're also talking about bad casting in, you know, football movies, it would be a genuine disservice if we did not talk about the Sean Payton, his one-year NFL suspension off movie. What? When I, okay, let's back up. If you haven't saw the trailer, you need to see the trailer. One, because I was like, why is this even a movie? First, I thought it was like a sketch comedy situation because it had, you know, Kevin, um, oh, what's his name? The guy from Paul Bart, Markov. That guy. Kevin, insert last name here. And um, I was like, what? Like, what is this? I literally thought it was like a parody. I thought it was a funny, cracky up video, but no, it was the real deal Johnny Snell. And I was behaffled to say the least. But the fact that they casted him to be Sean Payton. And again, I don't think you should have to change your body or anything like that. But if you've seen Sean Payton and if you've seen Paul Bart Malkop, you don't see each other in them. And so I was so shocked. Like, what? Huh? Like, did we have auditions for this movie? Did we know what Sean Payton looked like when we decided to make this movie? I, 
behaffled to say the least. And so the fact that all they did was put a Saints visor on this man and been like, that's Sean Payton. What? I think that, you know, we really won. I think the things that we learned personally from this movie is that if you're going to make a life story or a particular part of someone's life story into a movie one cast somebody that looks like them and maybe people be interested because Netflix I know for a fact now you guys know I love a good redemption story sports story reality drama know what happened behind the scenes I eat that stuff up but I have zero interest in watching the Sean Payton life story and the American underdog story no offense to Sean Payton or Kurt Warner but your trailers, your movies are just not interesting me. You're not grasping me and pulling me in, baby. And it has 100% to do with the casting. Because what in the world was that? The final thing that happened this week, we should talk about the prime time NFL slot. You know, the 8 o'clock, Monday night, Sunday night. Why are we letting people... I'm not... We're not going to name any names this week. We're not going to name any names. But if you felt compelled to name names, let me know in the comments below or in the DMs. Why are we letting people who we probably know aren't reliable for being good, being good when it matters, being interesting during primetime football hours, constantly be on primetime football? Like, we have the Monday night football game we had scheduled for this week. We had many, many a Monday and Sunday night footballs with a particular team that's colors are in the green, blue, and gray category. If you're picking up what I'm putting down. And there's a reason why we don't see the Jacksonville Jaguars on primetime television that much, baby. That There's a reason. There's a reason because we know. We know, I know, Roger knows, everyone knows. Look, Urban even knew. That's why he left. Like, there's a reason why they are not in primetime games. And I think that we should sometimes move the former passion behind some of these games and rivalries and such and look at the teams as they are now. I'll take it even step back, as they are in the past five years, to determine should they have primetime games. Now... This could be me. This could get some backlash, schedule-making people. But you want people to tune in. You want people to watch. And you putting teams like the teams who were on primetime this week and have been on primetime previously aren't going to get it done, babe. Or you aren't going to get it done. And you cause people to turn the channel and watch something else. Because I'm one of the people who turn the channel and watch something else. I'm just saying... It's not doing good for you, babes. But hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? But that is all I have for this week. Make sure to like, comment, rate, subscribe, wherever you decide to listen to your podcast today. Head on over to Instagram and follow at Her Sports Convo to stay up to date on all the Her Sports Convo. Check out the main channel, Her Sports Convo, where I post new videos every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And check out the podcast YouTube channel if you're not watching it on YouTube. It is Her Sports Convo Podcast where I post new podcast episodes every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks for tapping in. Thanks for tuning in, for spending some time during your Christmas holiday week-esque and um, chatting up with me. Again, I always answer comments in my DMs 
or on YouTube. So like, what? Go down there and let's chat it up. I'm I'm always in there talking up the comments, as well as watch NBA Christmas Day because we're definitely gonna be talking about that next week. Because I just I have a feeling something's gonna happen and it's gonna be big. So make sure you're well roused in what's going on, so we, I don't have to spend the time going over the context even though we all know I will because I'm very long-winded as this outro is being very long-winded and as always be safe have fun and don't be afraid to join the combo.